2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash/host.
1: Hello, and welcome to our third fantasy Podcast, episode 35. I'm your host, Peter, I'm joined this week once again by my comrades, Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? Good, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. Gunnar you yourself. Thanks for asking, Tom. By will
0: give Yeah, doing well. Thank you. <laughs> right. So we will move
1: quickly to, we will always do a league first and then we'll go through our points. So the top three, there is no change. First, Wolf Tone, Tony McLennie, 80 points, 2,008 points overall. First one to break the 2,000 barrier in the league. Second is Conquering lines, Robbie Dempsey, 80 points. And third is Aron Gunnar, Los Pimentores, third. So the top three hasn't changed. If you get do the 28th in the league, that is the best point scores from deep-fried Bavala, Mar Marmonach, I think his name is. So the average for this week was 34 points. The highest was 112, And we got 62 points for me, 85 for Tom, 79 for Gunnar. So we'll talk through our points. I'll go first I had the lowest points. So I decided to try to be smart and triple captain for the first round in the Half Hour Hoops Cup. Half Hour Hoops? That's my old podcast. Half Hour Fantasy <laughs> Podcast Cup. Backfired. So my points were Marciano in goals for four, Kenny for six, Barry six, seven, Guthrie, triple captain for 12 overall, Doig for four, McGregor, Turnbull for each, Mullen for two, Callaghan for, Nisbet 11, White six, and I suppose what put me out of the cup was I had Golston for 10 points and Cole for 13 points on the bench because I decided to go for the double game eight players rather than the single game eight players. Two chances, at the, uh, two bites at the cherry. I suppose. Didn't really work out and finished with 62 points. So, Tom, take us through your fantastic 85 points this week.
2: Uh, so, in goals, I had Lewis for seven points, Captain Barisic for 14, McGinn for Devlin three, Iyer seven and Goldson 10. Then midfield, I had Callahan four, Vice-Captain Boyle 15. And up front was uh, Devante Cole with 13 points, Edward with two and Jordan White with six.
0: Make good on yourself. Yeah, I had Marciano and goal for four points. Captain Barisic got me 14 points. Then Doik and Guthrie, four points each. Goldson, 10 points. Vice-captain was Martin Boyle for 15. Turnbull, three. Callahan four. Morelos for six points. Cole for 13. And then two points from Edward.
1: Okay. So the topic this week was, obviously, last weekend was a kick off of the very own Half-Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup. So I think it went very well couple of problems, when we all decided to do the same section each, chase <laughs> people replying <laughs> the same. We already, got, we, already, we already contacted Tom or Guna or Peter or vice versa. But I think 120 people, I'd like to obviously say thanks, because I to get back really quick. They, I sat out on Sunday and I thought to myself, this is going to be a bit of a, a challenge here. Try people to reply straight away to get the next couple organised for the weekend coming in. But to be honest is said, we got it all sorted for Tuesday night. Another one was sorted on Tuesday night, another one was sent away, another one updated. So, again, thanks. It shows it can be done. It shows that the community is really up for taking part and helping along, so there is no reason we won't be doing two, maybe three cups next year, Defender, how <laughs> 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 how much I might fit put myself through it. But it wasn't that, I mean, I've said to you before, it wasn't, see, once you get other note wrote down, other kind of set up, that's the kind of hardest part. And then this weekend, we've agreed now it's it's, it's half two so it's the job's halved It'll be easier. And then I think it'll just be easier going forward. But I would be just trying to uh, ramble on there, trying to distract from the fact that I knocked out the cup the first round. I mean, my only my me baby, I'm knocked out. It's like to congratulate, put us up here first. Where is it? Harry John Smith. At Harry John Smith, he beat me on home win because obviously more goals than me checked my team only had one goal return that week and he had two goals returning so he went through but when I looked at other scores I had a pretty damn low score on week anyway so if I, had a, if I had a snuck through 62 points it would have been travesty because there's people who get knocked out all over the place on 70 odd points 80 odd points and still get knocked out so yourself Gunnar it's your ch- chance to Robert. it into you. how did you go in the cup?
0: Oh, yeah, I made a pass, Sutty. I think there was only four or five points in it in the end. Uh, nervy few co- uh, minutes, last minutes there in the, in the second Hibs game because I think he had McGinn captained. Uh, luckily they conceded early on in that game already but uh, i seen i seen Hanlin like he got a chance in the end i was like oof, if the other center half there maybe maybe gets his head on something but yeah luckily five points was enough then to, to scrape past sotty and and i looked through the scores as well uh, next round opponent is uh, fpl bourbon i think he's got 91 points oh yeah I yeah, in this first round. So he was up there with, like, I think highest score was 104 from what I've seen, uh, someone in section four. But, but yeah, FPL Birmingham, uh, he, he had a good score as well. So it's it's going to be a tough uh, second round as well in the Cup. Tell yourself?
2: Yeah, um, 85 points. So it was, it, was, it was hard to beat, but I was up against Danny, who got 77, which was a bit of a shame because more often than not, 77 points would have seen him through in most of the ties. So it went close. He played well, but fell at the scope.
1: Ultimately, your boys bo- wanted it more. <laughs> 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 uh, the romance of the cup, guys. See, that's what happens. So we have on Gunnar's Twitter, we have released all the full results and the full, obviously, fixed off the next segment of the bracket. So come Saturday again, we will be pushing it again so they can see who they've got, get out of discussion, because now, if you get through this round, and the last... To, to, maybe you can start dreaming, getting that suit and tie looked out. I mean, or dress, whatever, looked out for maybe going to the final. And I think it's a bit I mean, bit, I don't know about yourselves, but near the end, the last two games, I was keeping an eye, close eye on the game, going, "Come on, come on, Guffrey, he's a goal, Guffrey, going, because Guffrey <laughs> was card, it wasn't to me but Anyway, hey, and just still enjoy doing it. I still enjoy it at the end of the day I wish you the best of luck for a gritted teeth. Hmm. So, <laughs> stats. Tom, I know you've got a big long one, so I'll come to you second. Yep. That's the stats I'm talking about.
0: Gunnar? Yeah, my stat of the week, I've got I've got two. So the first one is March 7th. is the earliest date the Scottish champions have been confirmed since 1902-03 when Hibs won the title on the 20th of December uh, with two games to spare. And uh, my second stat is actually that uh, I've looked at the Scottish Ch- Premier League table Premiership table and hips have actually not finished in the top three uh, in the past 16 years, so they're right up there at the minute and uh, going strong. Hey, first point, as usual, a dig at the then a proper
1: start. just at, at, at the tuna melts. And second, <laughs> there's a bit underlined because Hibs are out of league for a couple of years, so that all sounds good in paper. I think that one didn't it with the top three when hips were in a couple of years in the championship, but hey, starts a start, they don't lie, mm-hmm. right? Tom, you've got a
2: well worked out to start, so here we go. Well, last week we we're, were obviously talking about wild card, and some people are still had a hold of their wild card, And we talked about possibly wildcard in this week because this weekend is the deadline for your first wild card, with a view to the post-split fixtures. So I was looking at defenders and I was looking at clean sheets. So I took the table just as it was just now because the table's pretty settled. The only difference being is uh, St. Mirren and St. Johnston could swap places. One could go up and one could drop down to the, the bottom six. Um, I was surprised to see amongst the current top uh, bottom six, Hamilton have seven clean sheets, and six of those came against the current bottom six. So, and that's actually the the best out of the bunch. So that's, Hamilton Ham- that's, defending. Ham- that's Hamilton doing Hamilton. This is a, a great escape every year. So a Hamilton defender might not be a bad option. We've talked about Adolphin in the past. He obviously had that goal threat at the start of the season, so he might be a decent option for those that are considering the wild card. In the bottom half, second then is Dundee United with six clean sheets out of the, the ten that they've obtained this season. So Seagrist or perhaps uh, Reynolds uh, might be a decent option as well. After that, it's not, it's not too great. Um, St. Johnston, four of their eight clean sheets against the bottom six. Motherwell, three out of their nine. Um, and then you're looking at Killy, three out of their four clean sheets this season, uh, came against bottom six. And then Ross County, two out of their six. So these teams generally don't keep a lot of clean sheets anyway. I also looked at the top half of the table as well. Um, obviously, Rangers ran away with it with 24 clean sheets. So it doesn't really matter who they come up against. They've got a good chance of, of being solid defensively. Set like five of the 16 clean sheets came against the top half of the table. Um, Livingston 5 out of 10 came against the top half Aberdeen only 4 out of their 16 clean sheets which I was quite surprised at so we've talked in the past recently how solid Aberdeen have been at the back got to maybe rethink those uh, Lewis or Tommy Hoban options going into the split so it's all food for thought but I thought that'd be quite helpful for those that are on a wild card
1: Good, that's an interesting start Not a one-digit Celtic in sight, Tom well done no. So obviously it's two weeks since the last well the start of the game. There's a lot of stuffs happened as you can see. Rangers have been crowned champions, and our first game is now a new manager needed. Aberdeen nil, Hamilton nil, two clean sheets. Tom, I let you in on this. I put the <laughs> Nope,
2: nothing on that one.
1: Right. So I really wanted to ask you about the McKinnis thing, then, because obviously going forward we also have a new manager bounce, and Gunnar, you know, you're new to the Scottish game, clearly. So you knew Mc- McInnes was one of the higher-rated-ranked managers and Aberdeen were always a team that finished in third. Second, then third for the last couple of years. So what's your thoughts on this? And who do you think the way forward be? And how do you expect Aberdeen? Because I'm, I'm rambling. They're, they're talking about a direct football route. They're talking to actually try to modernise the club. They're talking about getting Scott Brown, which I thought was is a good idea, mind you. But they're talking about doing things like that and try to modernise it. Do you think Aberdeen... Well, in fact, I'll just stop. What do you think?
0: Well, it's probably better for you guys to answer, but he, McKinney's been there for so long that I would just uh, presume that a lot of the club, like a lot of the parts of the club are run in a way that that he wanted them to be run. So so having this figurehead, uh, just leaving the club, uh, I think it's clever to bring in a director of football. So you're not relying, on just the, the like the manager usually change more often than maybe uh, Aberdeen have changed their manager in the recent past. So if, if you keep your director in football in place there, you can give the club the identity by the players they need uh, and then get someone who can, well, implement their ideas maybe from the, from the ground up. So you start in the youth teams uh, going up. But that's what I presume is what happened under uh, McInnes. So uh, what I've seen as well, they're taking their, their time with replacing him and probably as they should having someone be, been there for, for so long. Uh, I don't know Glass is that who's uh, on, on the short list taking over I've seen that mention with Brown as well um, not really got much to say uh, on him there and I wouldn't know if if he'd be good good fit for Aberdeen um, but yeah definitely a big change for the club
1: Tom thoughts on McKenna's departure?
2: Um, I think it'll be a, a bit of a loss for Aberdeen I mean they've not been great recently attacking wise but they're in the top four, and he's he's been fairly consistent throughout his time at Aberdeen. Um, going forward, I think they really need to get the right manager in because they can either go very right or very wrong. We've seen, remember, Kilmarnock under Steve Clark, they're absolutely flying. And now, obviously, look at them this season um, in a relegation battle. On the other hand, um, Tommy Wright left St. Johnston. I think Calm Davison's doing a decent job there. He's obviously won the League Cup this season, uh, built upon what he had last season, and they're looking good. So it all depends on the, the appointment. It all depends on who's coming in. So there's been a quite there's been quite a few names linked to the Aberdeen job, much as there has been with the Celtic job. But uh, we can't really make a decision on, until we know who's who's in the hot seat.
1: I think Derry McInnes was probably really unlucky that we need a chance for Aberdeen to be looking course in Scottish football, it, it was the same time when Celtic appointed the Rat, sorry, Rogers, and Celtic ran riot, I mean, for two and a half seasons, maybe, and Aberdeen were probably the closest they got, a couple of cup finals, they ran close with Ronnie De I suppose that could have won, the, they maybe thought they could have done better, the year that Ronnie's second I think, were Celtic were not on the ball at all, Aberdeen didn't didn't really get with him. I know it was like a couple of points some season, Tom, you know what I remember also that like, I gave it to the Tordry, Nick Van Dyke's going to roll, and roll and stuff like that, but that made me the year that should have took advantage of it. I think he's a decent manager. I just think it might be the end of the cycle for a team like i and as they say, take football and try to do something completely different. Now, the direct football, you you probably say, that's just the wrong for Germany and European football. It's like a, it's taboo over here. They don't really do it very often in British football, so I suppose it's going to have to be, just
0: to take it on board and what comes with it. Okay. Well, you? yeah. Well, just the idea of a director of football. I mean, you see it in the English game now. It's becoming more and more apparent. And like you say, the, in Germany, it's just a, it's just normal uh, to, to have that. And it's just a, just a way of having someone ident- identifying and uh, transfer targets and players uh, to improve as well who are already in house and just having someone to oversee this whole process and then having the manager. Deal with the players who are at the club, so he can focus on training and tactics and and all that. Lot. So definitely, like just just in a theoretical sense, uh, I would say it makes sense. Okay. But just to watch how both Celtic and Rangers, Celtic and Aberdeen approach, if
1: they're both going to route for next season, how it works out, because Aberdeen are potentially a massive club. They've got like, the whole north of Scotland to themselves. They're only one team in the city. They're, well, they're, if you'd say Celtic Rangers, Hibs. And Aberdeen, that would be the big five in it. I don't even disagree with that. I mean, that's a team that should be probably get its third biggest budget in the league, I'd imagine, as well. So there's no really excuses when it comes to kind of stuff. If you get things right, things should click into place. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to be challenging the Rangers per league every year because that's, that's a that'd be a long term job. But the occasional cup, maybe getting close, putting a hand. Th- this year, especially, Celtic so were atrocious. So this could have been the year Aberdeen could have put laid a glove on them, maybe push for second. Right, we'll go through the results, so Tom. i i hope this is right order. If you're going to, need to keep on flipping back and forth, so right, Motherwell one, Motherwell three, Livingston one. Yep,
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um Nothing really, just that Cole is the obvious standout. I think um, you had a period of five blanks, but he seems to be back on form now. I think I've kind of went off Livingston. The form hasn't been great. There's a lot of rotation there. And obviously now they've secured top six. They're going to be against tougher opposition week in, week out till the season concludes. So mm, I'm probably thinking about clearing out the Livingston players. You could maybe argue for uh, maybe a Livingston defender, like keeping a hold of Guthrie, because they're going to face Aberdeen, who've been fairly anonymous in front of goal. Selick can struggle at times. Hibs can have a good and a bad day. Um... And then obviously Rangers may focus on the Europa League, depending on how things go this evening. So um, it depends how the, how the fixtures fall for them. But I've kind of went off Livingston.
1: Yep, I agree with you, yourself so I think mean, will just slightly touch this before you come online. Motherwell, I think, look to me this for the bit Looked, they're going to be one of the better teams in the bottom six. And I think I'll be trebling up Motherwell. Maybe, not, maybe one each position Just trebling up. Maybe not necessarily be starting, but I think we am up. Devante Cole looks good. Gary max looks have got him slightly pouring along nicely now. They're, near, they're not giving any anywhere near the relegation now. They're well clear of that. And mm-hmm. I think the a be interesting to see how they go into the season. What's your thoughts on Motherwell, obviously, going forward, and this game in general?
0: Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, what Tom said, clearing out the Libby players uh, and maybe keeping hold of Guthrie, that's, that's something that I... Thought about as well, and then what you said, Peter. Just I, I I looked at the league table and looked at the bottom six teams at the minute, and um, without really like looking looking at stats, but just thinking about the <laughs> players, uh, players of the respective clubs. And Motherwell for me is the standout team, uh, having this front three. Cole obviously had a really good game in this three-one, and um, I I also agree that Motherwell are probably the best team there in the. In the bottom six, and uh, I'll try and get three other players. Not, I'm not too sure about defenders, uh, wise from from either. But uh, going forward, I think that they have a good few options. Okay. Next up, Ross
1: County
2: three, up two. Is that, is that
1: me first? Yeah, I was you, Tom. Could you get all these notes?
2: All right. Okay. Um, the Lafferty brace. I quite like the look of Kyle Lafferty going into the, the split as well. Um, he, he looked decent the previous game. He, he seems to be the only source of goals for Kilmarnock so I quite like the look of him. And I also think Mackay um, um, is emerging as a the go-to option for Ross County. I originally thought it was Jordan White, and I've got him in my team, but Mackay's been on some some decent form. But I'll talk more about that on the next Ross County fixture. I got double game
0: week.
2: Good
0: anything to here? Yeah, see, I've, I've put these stats together between the two Ross County games. It's Billy McKay. He's got four goals in his last four games. And uh, as Tom mentioned there, the brace from Lafferty, there's two goals and an assist in his last three games. Uh, whereas I think one of them, he didn't even start them. Uh, yeah, I, I said it before. I owned Billy McKay at the start of the season for about, for about 10, 10, 11 game <laughs> weeks. He never scored. Well, he did score in game week two and then took him until game 27 I think to start scoring again um, but yeah w- well in him and uh, I think Mackay could, and Lafferty could be two good picks uh, from the bottom six teams it's just we only have three striker spots uh, and that's what I was going to say next we
1: didn't, think we this last and we've already uh, said
0: the same thing there <laughs> about uh, and Devante Cole so yeah I'm, I'm running out of uh, striker spots for my budget strikers there <laughs> Right,
1: next up, St. Johnson won Hibs nil. This would be another team, I think, in the bottom six, if it finishes now. I know you said Motherwell, Gunnar's favourites, but I think St. Johnson look pretty neat neat as well. I like St. Johnson under Camden. I think like they look pretty well-organised team. He looks are very good. I know Highlights is hard to see, most, but I think he's quite very well-versed tactically, and he changes it in-game quite often. But what I can see him doing anyway, the 3-5-2, 4 4 suits the tactical buys. So, we go you got in this game, Tom?
2: Um, not a lot for this one. Um, not a lot from Mohammed. We obviously talked about him as another budget striker option, but didn't produce much in this game. Um, Sean Rooney didn't start. He came off in the Hamilton game. He's been in decent scoring form for a defender. Um, so want to keep an eye on for the pressers if you're looking at maybe getting them in for, for this the fixture this weekend. Uh, Hibbs, I think this game just highlights how hot and cold they can blow. Um They've been great attacking wise up until this point. Boyle's been on great form and then they lose 1 0 away to St. Johnston. So um, it just kind of highlights the inconsistency there, I think.
0: Okay, after that, Gunnar? I agree with Tom. They do look a bit hot and cold. I've got three of my notes here are about uh, defenders having, having a goal at goal. So Doig, when he cut in from the left, and uh, Hanlon had a header at goal from corner, and McGinn laid on, uh, tried to stumble it over the line. So that's all them defenders trying trying to get on the on the score sheet, but in the end they lose this game one nil. Um so yeah like Tom said very very hot and cold.
1: I like the look of Doig. I think next year's game might be interesting how he's priced. Because I think a year older, a year under his belt, he might if he's going to be back in a flying fullback, he might be well nailed on it in your team. Don't saying that he's also been like the Celtic this not ready. season not finished. so it depends on how it comes out coming up.
2: Uh,
1: and last of the start of the games, Tom, Rangers free, St. Mirren
2: now. Yep, so um, Patterson and Hellander started for Rangers in this game, and for St. Mirren it was actually Colin Quayner that started up front, which is a bit of a concern for those who own a beaker. Uh, St. Mirren only managed a single shot on target, which came from a man Obika when he came on um, as a sub. I don't know if I'd go for any St. Mirren players, even if they did drop into the bottom six. There's not really a sort of standout option for them. Um, Rangers-wise, Kent had a good game, a goal and assist, though I would kind of tread carefully. Prior to this game, he only had two goals in the last eight, and for quite an expensive Rangers mid, I would expect a bit more. I kind of like Haggy as a better option, to be honest with you, but... Um, for those that have got two Rangers defenders and are thinking about a Rangers attacker, I think Morelos is probably the, the best option. Um, he's had four goals and two assists in his last five, so I think that's where the points are, uh, Rangers wise. the Obviously, with Rangers, we've said, I've touched on earlier, the, the league's pretty much sealed up now. They still have an invincible league to, to aim for, so that could be motivation for them. Um, but again, tonight we'll see how they get on against Slavia. Um if they do progress, then they may be more prone to rotation as well. So that may be a concern.
1: Yep. Just for a you're gonna ask this is my kind of point on the fantasy aspect that They're still unbeaten and they're still in Europe. So until, until they remain unbeaten and still until in Europe, I think you can stick with the assets. My my concern would be a wild card, you get three in and say I don't know why jinx I say still beaten on Sunday and the unbeaten runs over. The league's ready over anyway, enemy, so then they can't start concentrating to keep the players fit if they win the night in Europe. So it's like to rotate in the league because it doesn't matter anymore, and they keep the strongest team there, We are kind of worried about. And then they say that, I think their squads squad's got massively deep. Hmm. They've given maybe 15 players and they kind of rotates. It's always the same kind of players that play, so I suppose there is that. The Scottish Cup starting again, could bring an aspect to it, they're going to go from the Scottish Cup and they're still in Europe. That's, that's a lot of a games I mean to play have we, have we got an update on Tav and his return date yet? not, no, I'm not. aware of because the boy right is it Patterson right back?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: he must be really good value at right back if he's going if to consistently play while Tav's out It's just thinking with a well-cutting option for cheapness what's the game going to
0: I'll be honest. Thoughts on the game, not so many. Uh, well, not not in, different from what Tom's already mentioned. It's more this like going forward now on the wild card. I had a look as well at, at Rangers, and I think for now I'm gonna stay stay put with the players that I have. I can't see them rotating at center half too much. Got Helander, Balogun, and Goldson. So Goldson is gonna play more often he's, than not. He's definitely. nailed. I think Golson's gonna be the game. He's nailed exactly. And then then there's Barisic on penalties taking the corners i can't see him being rotated too much although we've seen it in the past then you've mentioned patterson if i wanted a a a third like defensive asset from rangers i'd probably go for the goalie um but yeah i have have morelos at the minute i like to look at kent as well it it all depends like you say what what happens now at the weekend if they want to Keep this unbeaten run if they if they still half the unbeaten run. And but but also like I say, the squad isn't too deep that you can just go ahead and like rest your best eleven. So they've they played so well this this season. Uh, I can't see myself getting getting rid of them. Just on the goalkeeper thing there, I think McLaughlin's
1: gonna get more game time going forward because he's in his Scotland squad. And I think now the league's, the league's wrapped up, I can see McLaughlin come back in every so often.
0: Just, even, just,
1: the, even the form that cool McGregor's thinking. in, yeah? Which I you just want think, he's, I think, I think he's promised, and gerard said a couple of times that he will give Glockland game time. I, okay, I, think, okay. he's, I think he's going to honour that. I think he will, he may, maybe he will play a games instead and it won't affect the actual game, but I think he's going to come back at the team every so often for game time anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so Sunday's game was, the actually decided of the post, United nil, Celtic nil, and it kind of sums up Celtic's season from, you'll believe me, Limped to an end, couldn't couldn't be done and gave that's what I was to say. Gave Rangers a well-deserved won It much as that pains me to say, but we didn't put a fight up to get to this next game. So, what's on this game, Tom?
2: Vian. Um Well, they had a massive twenty-seven shots on target, which is quite a lot, considering Ryan Christie likes to boot into the car park. Um, you knocked down that plane one. He shot, did he not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moy Moy was top for shots in the game, uh, seven total, four of which were off target including, um, I think he got the ball crossed into him, try to go for a header and it bounced off his shoulder and just went wide. That was probably the big chance of the game. But uh, really the, the, the real hero here is Sigrist. Is 12 saves. I really like the look of him going into the split. I think he's going to be a, a really good goalkeeper option. I, I own hit both him and Lewis, but considering what I learned this week about um, Aberdeen and the clean sheets against top six, I think Sigrist is maybe going to be my number number one man. Okay,
0: Yeah, I had Segrist. Uh Seagrest had the standout performer as well. I thought when uh, Kennedy made his subs, it was kind of reverting back to, to Lenny Ball a little bit. And then the, the Griffiths Hail Mary it nearly worked. But once again, it was Segrist who's who saved it there in the end. Tom's obviously looked at the stats a bit better than I did because he's looked at clean sheets against the respective opponents that they're going to have. I just looked at the league table and like goals scored and goals conceded. Um, Ross County have the most goals conceded, uh, and Dundee United only have two less. That is, I think. Um, I need to pull it up here. I can't read my own right. And it's like Tom. But, <laughs> but yeah, so. It, it, Tomstad is obviously uh, is saying saying a bit more, but but I like Segrist. We, we we keep banging on about this like change to to maybe the point scoring system in the game. But uh, if if he stays in the league and if he doesn't go to Celtic, then then I, I think he'll be a, a great option for next season. And also uh, I've, I've done like a half a team for for the wild card, I'm trying to fit a couple like bottom half players in. And Segrist uh, is definitely like my my bottom half goalkeeper. That I'm gonna pick.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say that the Seagrass comment he made up the Celtic next year behind that defence and his clean sheet points are all gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom, see this, the start on the the shots and goal was that? I, I believe I read it somewhere. Was that Celtic's best for amount of shots and goal in the first half of the full season? Yep. Right. So I know we didn't win. We finished nothing each, but we fell away. Uh, To me, that's like that's we shoots a green, but KMD had a couple of weeks with the players. The fact that the things were happening better for Celtic that way, Mm -hmm. I just think it's too little to late, it doesn't matter now. But I just it's we things are that were that was the best first half performance for the shots on target all season, even though we didn't win the game. It's just the finishing, but then again, that's Celtic this season, right? So to the double game, week games, that was Ross County one, and Hibbs two, and Livingston two, Hamilton one, the on that top.
2: Um, so for the Hibs game, we have it was Nisbet was back on the bench again. Um, Boyle managed to get the the penalty. Uh, it was a bit questionable the his dive. We <laughs> talked about <laughs> Billy. <laughs> we talked about Billy McKay earlier. Um, at this point, he then, he then had four goals in four games, which is why I was sort of suggesting that he may be the, the new Ross County go-to option. And he got actually got 16 points in that double game week. Uh, Nisbet was on the bench, but he came and managed to clinch the winner. I thought he gave a good account of himself. I, I, I still think Boyle's nailed on in my team, but I'm a bit concerned. I think Nisbet will be wanting to um, to start to, to clinch his position back in the start in eleven. So, it, it, is a, it is a bit of a worry because as soon as he comes back in, we know that Boyle's probably going to quieten down if, if this season's anything to go by. Uh, but as it stands just now, I'm sticking with Boyle until until the circumstances change. And with the Livingston-Hamilton game, probably not a lot to add. I've already said I'm pretty much done with Livingston. Hamilton, it probably wasn't their best game. The, the sort of the usual Bruce Anderson and um, Callahan. The two standouts we had a fairly quiet game, so there's a little bit of a concern going into the split, but Livingston are a top six team, so we can maybe write that off as, as just path for course. Josh Mullen, he hit the woodwork in this game. He's been a popular pick, but then again, rotation is a risk, and we don't want a lot of players getting rotated. Okay, to what's your thoughts on the two double game week
0: games? Tom said it there, Nizzi getting getting his goal off the bench. Uh, the Nizzy? game before, yeah, of course. Not that, not <laughs> <laughs> the game before he actually started up. T- I don't know how. I, d- I don't actually uh, agree that, that that we'll see like that is set in stone that Boyle is going to quieten and da- quieten down when when this bit starts the games again because so we've seen him start up top already. Boyle obviously he's on fire, six goals and an assist in his last seven. Um, yeah, remains to be seen how they do in the top six now against their opponents there. I think Rangers are obviously a tough nut to crack, but they already did it at the start of the season where they where they took points of Rangers for a 2 2 draw. Uh, and then that Livy game, obviously Jet scoring that goal. Uh, what's, do you guys know, is the, the Livy goalie Strychek, is he injured or was he
2: just dropped? I don't
1: know. Tom, you know more?
2: Not too sure. I just put I just it down to. Uh... Excessive rotation at Livingston. I
1: yeah, see, he's uh, a over
0: that. I, I think they look better or more solid with him and goal. Uh, McCrory sometimes... He's, unless he's told it's he, part of his agreement alone, he's going to consider him in the games. That's what I could think. See, yeah, that, that could be something. McCrory, mm-hmm. sometimes he looks a bit excited and just... Uh, I wouldn't even say he was, he was a fault at fault with the goals, but... Uh, just some of some of his kicking and it's just, sometimes it's just going nowhere. And I, I didn't see stuff like that from, from Sturgic. So, so I was wondering why he's inserting not starting them games anymore. But yeah, that's me on them two games. Okay. Right. So next week,
1: guys, we don't know the fixtures yet. Well, we don't know the fixtures for this week. Obviously, the week after we will be on this pod the topic will be wild card. So for the community as well, we're always discussing wild cards for the week after. So that will be our big, heavy topic next week. I'm sure we're all going to be a card in the first week. Tom, you definitely will card in the first week? Yep. Yeah. Sure. So we'll, be, we'll have our own wee drafts and how we think how we're going to go forward. But then that'll certainly talk with the community through the week. After this round the games, we'll get that it especially. So the predictions, first of all, we're going to the, the fixtures. As it stood, it was 40 points Peter, 25 Tom, 43 Gunnar. As it stands, it's 42 Pierre, 29 Tom, and 44 Gunnar. I'll go through what we've got. So, Aberdeen Hamilton, Tom, you got it right. You had nil nil, so three points for you. Guru, you 2 1 to Hamilton, so nothing. I had one each, so I got a point. Otherworld Livingston, Tom, we had the right score 2 1 me, no, sorry, it's got the right result. What, 2 1 me and 2 nil, so a point each. Guru, you got nothing, you'd one each. And the last game, Ross County for I had one each draw, so nothing. Tom, you had a good, uh, Desmond, so nothing. And gonna had 2 1, so a point. So, this is where it comes up. This is a the big fix and see who how long can I support the Rangers for so this week's fixtures are Dungeonade Aberdeen Hamlin St. Kilmarnock Motherwell Livingston Hibbs St. Johnson Ross County and Celtic Rangers so the first game up is Dungeonade Aberdeen and I went 2-1 Dungeonade just for whole overhaul and kind of disruption Aberdeen Tom thoughts on the game or prediction even no no you know
0: yeah, I was going to say Neil, Neil as well.
1: Okay. Kilmarnock, Motherwell. I've went 2-1 Motherwell. Tom. 3-2
2: Motherwell.
1: You know. 2-1 Motherwell. And the big one? Well, it was big if it was any play for. Celtic versus <laughs> Rangers. And I have usual at my heart read my head and i went 2-1 Celtic. So... It's hard to say. Isn't it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I think three one Rangers.
1: Oh, Tom, maybe start supporting Glasgow Rangers,
0: mate. Ain't gonna be realistic. I
2: know, I know. It's all of you.
0: Uh, two 0 Rangers. There
1: you go. That's coming. Cool. To be completely honest with you, I would probably say your scores are more realistic, than mine, But I just, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, Tom, I don't know, of you yourself. Don't you sleep, right, Tom? <laughs> transfers, transfers, captain, base captains. So, when you go first, because I've got no idea here. So, just any transfer planned? And your captain, base captain.
0: Look, so I've I've looked at my team earlier, and once again, just from the players that I have, it's it's not ideal. So, I've got. Three Celtic playing against three Rangers, yeah. Then I got three hips playing against my two Livy players. Uh, whereas, uh, like, I've got the hips goalie and a defender, I've got a Livy defender as well. I'll, I'll probably captain Barisic. Although it's going, it's it's going to be a tough game, but I said two 0 so that's a clean sheet there in the back. and maybe he can be involved in in one of the game and in one of the goals, and then my vice captain. What's really, really worked the uh, the past few weeks uh, was sticking the vice captain on Martin Boyle. So I am tempted to do it again, but Morwell are playing against Killy, and I've got Devante Cole, so. I might put the vice-captain on on, on call, and then transfers, I've got no idea yet. I'm exactly, I mean, I'm, i have wrote down here, open to suggestions, because... Yeah. I think
1: if MD's kept a cut to this last week, then fair play, because it gives a chance to, what does Tom say, pull a free hit in this game week, because it's quite, it's quite hard if you've got the same kind of team more people are going to have. What was your thoughts, Tom? Transfers, captains, vice-captains?
2: So... I'm going to put you out your misery and let you know what the, the situation is. out. Here we go.
0: Hey,
2: Milamid in. Captain Cole, vice captain Milamid. I'm set on that. You set on that already? Yep, set on that. Okay, cool enough. that was quite that was short and sweet, Tom. Unless Aye. unless, you, unless doesn't start, I can obviously see the lineup probably prior to the the deadline.
1: I've no idea my transfer yet. I haven't looked at it. Uh, I don't have any. I'm trying to think. I'll probably stick with Captain Barris and Vice Captain. Probably Cole, but like yourself, Gunnar. I think we'll go with Cole. This seems to be the best option. I'll probably look more at, more at Friday night. Saturday. Saturday there's, no, there's no Friday night games at all. Saturday games, isn't it? Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Right, I'll probably think about Saturday morning then. I don't know what to do. Hey, we'll go to Twitter for questions then. So, first up was from John Cameron, Cameron37. What was the quickest way to search by my co in the app? And the reply I got here is there is no way until we do, until we have some sort of website like the FPL has, where you can kind of, I think you check with the teams in the FPL, can you search for them? Do
0: you, use them? Well, you
2: You can't, but ID, yeah. If someone gives you their ID, the right. six-digit code, then you can find them on your browser. So the best way to find who your players are
1: basically contact them on Twitter. That's the only way I can do because I was giving the league, but obviously it's so far in advance—forty-five thousand teams. As a matter of this, contact your guys. The best we can do it. until the app updates the way or has a leak, or a website format, you can do it. Then there's not much we can do. I mean, for me, get all this the scores back for the cup. We basically DM people back and forth with the proof of the score. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the only way to do it. Right, next up is from Ian Reid. Ian Reed. he has given us lots of questions. Here we go. I we'll discuss it already. Is everyone popping their set world card right away? So I'll start. I am, straight away. Tom?
2: Yep.
0: Gunnar? I think so, but I'm going to wait for the fixtures first. Like when, when, like when, It's not like the FPL where you, where you have to be quick to do it. Value, value, you no?
1: Know? always looking for that edge, Gunnar. I was looking for that edge. You be but we can't catch you, dude. Yeah, but like you, you're not
0: losing any any value, you know? See, like 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 I've had it in the FPL, if I'd done the bail transfer on the Sunday already, I could have... Uh, Is was, this where I mean you see how, how, how the
1: fog's fixture wise and take it for there?
0: Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> Is there more value slash points in picking top six or bottom six players? I'll
2: got you first here, Tom. I, I think based on our conversations in the past few podcasts, I think probably the bottom six, I'd say more value there. Can I
0: read your thoughts I'd say that that depends you probably pick the three Rangers uh, and then I wouldn't say it's m- well you probably get well the, the players in the bottom six are they're, they're, they're cheaper but uh, you're not you're not guaranteed returns from from any other the players it's uh, for me I'm still trying I think to have a an even spread between top and bottom six players, mainly Rangers and Celtic, and then bottom six players probably.
1: Yeah, I think thing I might try, my wild wildcard. I might try to pick one player for every team. Just, I think it's going to improve crazily in the next six weeks, anyway. I might may just maybe try to do one player for every team, have eleven players, and then take it to there. I say that I probably thought, actually, I'll just pick three Rangers and three Celtic and go for that, but. We'll see. Do we ditch Hibs, Aberdeen, and Livingston close because two other fight games are against the old firm? Good on.
0: Well, we spoke about Livy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty set on ditching most of them. Uh, I seen the question before we came on the pot. I, I thought about my my hips assets. I'm not too sure. Like boils on fire. I've got the keeper. I like the look of Doig. Um, I know Rangers and Celtic weren't mentioned, but but these like Rangers just can, can, can win against anyone, and you would presume that uh, if Celtic pick up a bit of form, they can beat anyone as well. I've I'm I'm a bit surprised I don't have any Aberdeen players anymore. I'm also, not interested uh, at the minute in them. Like until they have a manager, maybe we can see a bit of a new manager bounce, but uh, that, that might not even happen this season. So zero team, well, hips. It's all for, for me. It all depends uh, on form. Like if you if you just look at the number, of Boyle, like I said, six goals and one assist in seven games. Like just based on that, you would you would keep them, uh, especially like the like the results they like even they also got against these top six t- uh, sides. So I'm interested to hear what you say.
1: Oh,
2: I don't think you would be dropping hips just because. They have decent form and they can beat anyone on a day. I think. I, are they still the only team to put two goals past Rangers this season? Um, In the league, so, yeah. Yeah. So I like I like Hibs. I'm, I've already said I'd, I'd consider Ditch and Levy and Aberdeen. I don't think any. I don't think is anyone still under the attackers other than no, maybe. Anyway. But even then, he's not done anything. So. You're really just left with your Aberdeen defenders and then they're going to be up against the top half of this the season. Uh, top half of the table every, for the rest of the season. So uh, I'd probably say yes, excluding Hibbs.
1: Right. I think Aberdeen, I would get off of me out. I don't think as Tom has made clear, I, I don't think there's any value unless you on a manager appointed. but I don't think it's gonna happen for the season. Livingston, I think, it's too much rotation recently. He's been doing lots of rotation, Martindale. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to stick keeping Guffrey my fifth choice defender off the bench potentially and go a little bit. And the Hibs, I agree with you there, Tom well. I think they're hot and cold, and you know what you're getting for them, so you know the risk. They can mm-hmm. go to us one week and be quiet the next week. So it's whether really you right to take that risk. But that's the Scottish League. And there's no teams apart from you this year who are uh, you can hit the form. So if hips play well, they are a good chance Boyle will return. I mean, so I maybe I wouldn't come off Hibs if we can't be over that. And last question. This is all for Ian Reid. He's always a lovely four-part question here. Teams finishing seventh and eighth should be should be attractive, but I think everyone can beat everyone. Are they better than fourth? So let's go now. Who's seventh and eighth? Is it St Johnston and Motherwell?
0: St Johnston and Dundee United. and United,
1: right? So that could be in the three. So are they more attractive than by and getting into the finishing fourth for Aberdeen, basically? Uh, whilst well, I, I think so, I think I'm looking at Motherwell and I'm looking the form teams in the bottom six against weaker teams. I know it's a relegation battle so teams maybe start fighting more and getting more outlier results but I think Motherwell's and Johnson, the players I'm looking at the bottom six teams anyway. Cura.
0: Yeah, so I've looked at my notes here again and I, uh, I need to correct myself from earlier. Dunia United, they don't have the most uh, goals conceded. So the actual most goals conceded is Hamilton who are in 11th and then uh, just just one goal less is Ross County with 58 goals conceded. They've also uh, scored the least. And now Donny United come into play. They've only scored two more uh, than than Ross County. But like we say, so so you got your Donny United there in eighth, who are who like from the question should be like more attractive than than the other teams uh, down there. But they're not like free scoring or uh, anything. And, like, from, from that aspect, like, the only standout for me are, are like, Morewell and St. Johnston going forward, and then defensive-wise it's uh, Donny United, all based on secrets, basically. He keeps them in the games
2: uh, more often than not. Tom? Um, in, in terms of current position just now, I, I, I think this season's been quite a, a funny one. I'd be more inclined to pick players up based on current form, because most most teams can beat any other team on their day, maybe excluding Rangers. I mean, even coming up against Celtic, you'd fancy teams would fancy their chances given their, their form this season. So, I think I think you can pick the form players from each team and st- and come together with a, a a decent a decent squad, and then obviously have your um. Your non-playing player just to hedge your bets, just give you that edge as well. <laughs> just on that as well, in the new bit of the game,
1: the Scottish relegation battle is quite exciting. Normally there is three or four teams going, but going for it. Try to avoid it every year. And <laughs> you'll see the end of to this podcast, well, like, why do people make jokes about Hamilton every year? Hamilton every year the favourites to get relegated to the Scottish League. And every year, Hamilton puts some sort of form together and get out of it and don't get relegated. And it wouldn't surprise me again if it gets to this last five games and Hamilton put the right game in a form together because they've shown it. There's games that turn up you go, they're a decent team when they want to be a decent team. I know it's harder than looking at a small community club, but what should be interesting about a lot of interesting games in the relegation battle. To me, I think, I know this is a cool topic, I think Plomarnock looked doomed, but then we'll wait and see. It's going to be one of the plastic pitches for next year. Hamilton or Plomarnock. <laughs> Burn them all. Right. <laughs> Are ready to go on the FPL chat, guys?
2: Yep.
1: Right. So first of all, do the league. The top three in the league has no change. Well, has a change, that, sorry, only uh, from the two weeks overall. Top is still Gunnar, Luis Pimentores. Gunnar still sitting top. Second, Picknick George, and the third is up. And fourth is martial Law. So we've missed the last two game weeks. So I'm going to do an average here. The average was sixty last week. and 33 this week. It gives us a combined average of one hundred and three. So for us, I had 60 last week and 56 this week, so is 116 above average. Tom was 65 and 82, which is 147, which is way above average. And Dura was 63 and 50, so 113. So let's talk through this week's points. And we'll start with you, Tom, because you had your week this week give you a top 10k game score.
2: Just out of the top 10, 10,165. I can't stop 10, we'll give you it. We'll, we'll go us it. it. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, in goals, I had Martinez for three points. I got most of my points in the back line. Cancelo got me 12, Shaw 9, Stones 14, Rudiger 6, and Dunk 10. In midfield, I had Salah Captain for 6, and Son only got me one point as he came off injured. Up front, Dominic Calvert Lewin got me six points, Kane got me two, and Vardy got me 13. Igor, okay,
1: on your
0: points for this game week? Yeah, I've only had the 50 points this week. I had Martin uh, Martinez in goal for three points. Then Stones for 14. Diaz for six. Kufal only got me two points. But I still have Trent. He got me nine points uh, with three bonus there. Only the one point of Son. Uh, only the one point of Bale. Then Salah got me three points. Two points from Antonio. Five points from Watkins. And Captain Keane the four points, and I benched Messelier from, from Leeds for his 11 points.
1: Nice. Mark it me for that bench, so was. <laughs> right, I had 60, sorry, 56, so it was Martínez with three goals, James for one, Cancelo 12, Stones 14, Dunkel bench for 10, Bergen Doggan, Rafina Fernandez three each, Sun one, Captain Salah for six, Kane two, and Manfred one. Nothing on the bench. So, Predictions. I forgot last time to ask you who's going to put predictions a bit we did I notice this. So it was like a week off for FPL. So this week coming up was a short game. It was only four games. So predictions for these XP games. Fulham, Leeds, Tom, and I've went one each.
2: One nil,
0: Fulham. Tuna? Yeah, one each doesn't help my fantasy team. So I'm I'm gonna go. One of Leeds. See,
1: I want one of as well, Gunnar, but I'm just going actually. actual <laughs> <laughs> West Ham, Arsenal, and again, about one each, Tom.
2: Desmond.
0: know, okay. I think West Ham can win this, so I'm going to say 2 1 to West Ham. And last up, Villa Spurs, and again, about one each, Tom.
2: I think two one villa.
0: Good. Two one to Spurs. Is that because you've got again?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. That's that locked in. Right, Tom, this is your this is you shine. Over to you for the FPL section and
2: questions. Right. So uh, first pressing issue is the question. With injuries to Sun and Bamford, along with the disciplinary issue with the are you still considering Leeds, Spurs, and Arsenal assets? Peter, I'll come to you first. Right, well, you know what I'm doing this week?
1: You know, <laughs> so I'm Will carding. I'm, <laughs> I'm going against the Greens. I'm Arch, I'm well So, do you want me to redo what I've got so far?
2: here's with it, and... it going.
1: Right, so as it stands, this is obviously subject to change. I've got Martinez and Sanchez, my goalkeepers. I've got Dunk, Dallas, Azepocaeta. I can't remember how say that name right. Creswell and Anderson at the back, but I'm not happy with that. Reason, say that name, Azepocaeta. How do you see his name, Chelsea guy? Don't they say it? Azepocaeta. That's the one. He's for next week's game. He'll be sitting on the bench. You know, you you say something different.
0: Well, I'd say (laughs) uh, Azepocaeta. I like that girls right? So we got three different ones. I yeah, that's like...
1: fine. That boy for Chelsea, right? <laughs> he's he'd my, he's 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 in this the wild card. be on the bench for next week. I'm thinking right. So when we do Bale, Kralish, if he's fit, but he's obviously still raised flags. Fernandez for the week after again, and Lingard and Rafinha, and up front is Bamford, Kane, and Antonio. That's my wild card that stands out. Now people say I'm daft, blah blah blah, but I'm. I'm on course to beat my highest ranking so far anyway, so I'm quite happy to maybe play differential at the end of the season. I've seen my thoughts on Man City, twoies, I think. I've got a game every third day right now to me to be rotation daft, and I, I'm just going to come off it, sitting in the mud. But who's the team's... Tommy, you said who's the team you mentioned? You said Arsenal?
2: For this question here, Leeds,
1: Spurs and Arsenal. Right, so Arsenal, if you may have seen that, but not, well, not one Arsenal player in my team. Oh. Car team because they're still in the Europa League Leeds have kept I'll bring in Dallas to go on with Rafinha and Banter because I think they have a good game, game next week, Sheffield right United, them
0: right.
1: mm-hmm. yep. them they drop back to two and Spurs is sitting on Bale and Kane now but again that's something to change Kane I'm keeping in the matter but I think, I think Kane's the end of the season he's just, he's definitely maybe this year is it up front whereas Bale would have been signed if someone was fit and unless Jose sees something different tomorrow at the pressers or whatever then I'll just keep it on doing
2: right now that's me so are you going to start Sanchez this weekend yes, yes. Yeah. just one one off week only and then
1: back to Martinez. unless Brighton look really really fantastic in the back constantly but I'm, I'm not going to be burning Martinez he's been fantastic all year he's a bonus point machine and I just think it's one week for Sanchez and the rest of back to Martinez and I know it's mm-hmm. going to harm but we'll keep a clean sheet. I know it's going to happen, but it's just, that's FPL, isn't it?
0: Gunnar? Yeah, I've got Peter's team pulled up here, and uh, I know when he said he was going to wildcard that I said, I, I don't see anyone you, you'd want long-term uh, who's having a game now in this uh, blank game week, but I like to look at his team. Brighton defender in there. He's got uh, the boy from Chelsea in there. Cresswell <laughs> is in there as well. Um <laughs> Me, personally, I've got the three Spurs attacking assets, Bale, Son and Kane. Uh, I've seen uh, Mourinho's comments there. I think Son is definitely out now and uh, maybe, maybe till the week after. I took a minus four to get Bale in uh, for for this past weekend. Uh, I'll, I'll keep him for now. Obviously, they have a game in the, in the blank. And with, uh, Good fixer next week as
1: well. Good, Good fixer next week. Yeah, mm. you're right.
0: Uh, Lucas he's suspended after his uh, second yellow card obviously Son is missing so I wouldn't expect Bale to get hooked again before 60 minutes uh, just with the with the players they have missing at the minute Uh, I had to transfer out Rafinha uh, to actually get Bale into my team like I said before because I didn't do it on the Sunday I I did it on what Friday night Uh, so I'll probably get Rafinha back so that's in into your question there tom I, I i wouldn't like i'd keep the leads players there i like to look at dallas rafinha bamford obviously when he's fit and arsenal players um uh, there was a lot of talk about uh obama young before he his, his d- disciplinary um yeah before he had to sit out the game there at the weekend, and. I seen it on Twitter. A lot of people talking about Obama Young and underlying stats and whatnot. But I got burnt by him at the start of the season, so I wasn't even considering him. But now after his disciplinary issues, I think I'm staying far away. Peter doesn't have a Arsenal player either in his in his draft. I thought about uh, Tierney for a minute there, but just as like the, the Scottish connection and a bit of sentiment, but I don't actually think I'll bring him into my fantasy team.
1: Don't bring Ratzinger. That's a heads up. Don't
0: bring rats. Tom, <laughs> you
1: said you, you was going there. <laughs> the rat pod. <laughs> See, to be honest, if we back to Tom, Tierney was the one I was thinking about for, mm. Ars- for the Arsenal mm. asset. But then, to do that, it's Anderson maybe come out. I can afford poor. I want. Odegaard's other option. See if Gulish isn't pass fit. I might bring an Odegaard. That's more for a long term what I'm seen with the eyes. I think he's nailed the 10. I don't think the picture maybe be best friendly this week or week after, but I think to have him in my team going forward might be the option. But again, it's something to change and we have to wait and see. The night's games go tomorrow, pressers for an actual push a button. So, Tom, you happy with the answers you got for us?
2: Yep. Um, I'll just run through what I thought myself. Um, Belsa now expects Bamford to play. It seemed it was only a dead leg. so... There was every chance he would have played anyway, despite us getting confirmation of this. If we look at Leeds as a whole, I, I, I do have some concerns. They've failed to score in four of the last five games. The game which they did score in was the 3-0 governor Southampton. And we know the state of Southampton's defence at the time there. Um, Leeds, there's little rotation there. It's the same, It tends to be the same. It's the same 11 week in, week out, so you could argue maybe the players are getting tired and this game's just coming in before the international break. They might just want to get through it and get a rest and come back refreshed, so that's a concern as well. Um, ownership is a concern for me. About a quarter of the game owned Dallas and about it's 48.8% on Bamford. I think it's a lot higher in the top 10k. I think Dallas is about 50% and Bamford is about 70-80%, so If they do anything and you don't own them, then your your rank is probably going to plummet. Rafinha is more possibly differential as well because he's only at 13.7% ownership. So that's something to look at as well. If we consider the opposition, Fulham, they've had five clean sheets in their last eight. They have looked quite well defensively. Um, They're also fifth best for shots conceded with 36. If we compare that to Chelsea, who've been in fine form defensively, that's 32. And their joint third... No, they're also joint fifth for shots on target. No, shots on target conceded with 12. Chelsea are sitting on 10, so Chelsea's probably the benchmark given the recent form. So they're not too bad defensive-wise. They've kind of turned things around. I don't think this will be a high-scoring game, but I think Bamford and Dallas ownership is a concern. Um, so out of fear, I'll probably go for Bamford, and I'm considering Dallas as well. And also oh, Leeds just have that Sheffield United fixture around the corner too, so... That's ideal, considering they're probably the new weapon boys. If we look at Arsenal, then Saka's possibly out. He's injured. Yang, it, it seems that his uh, disciplinary issue has been resolved. Arteta said in the press either today or yesterday, we talked, everything has been resolved in a really positive way, so we move on. So i will be interested to see how Arsenal perform tonight in the Europa League. I think that'll maybe be an indicator for, for the weekend. Uh, Yang's had four goals in four games. Is goal threat stats and distribution. Uh, so no, just goal threat stats are, are good overall over the last four games. Uh, West Ham, the second highest for shots conceded, only to Sheffield United. Though they're actually very low for big chances conceded, so it's a bit of a bit of a catch twenty-two there. But other than that, I think Aubameyang the only other player that I really fancy. I think the rest are kind of punty. They've uh, they've not really established themselves as week-in, week-out returners. But in this game, to get a a foot on the the opposition, you've kind of got to take a chance now and again. So I also like their their upcoming fixtures too. They've got West Ham, Liverpool, who aren't in great form, then Sheffield United, then Fulham, then Everton. So their short-term sort of fixture run is decent as well. So I kind of like Aubameyang for that option. Spurs, I was planning on looking at the triple-up, Sun, Bale and Kane. With Kane as captain, um, but with no Sun, I'm not really too sure. Uh, I don't know if I'll go for Bale. I think I might go Yang in favour, uh, um, over Bale, sorry. And I'm even uncertain about the Kane captaincy. I looked at um, Sun's impact on Spurs over the last four games. He's created 10 chances, which is top for the Spurs midfield, and six big chances, which is also top as well no one in the Spurs midfield even comes close to that so whoever's coming in to replace him in the starting 11 has got some big shoes to fill and also Grealish may be back for Villa so we know he's been a big miss for them and that's it that's me next question Back to you again Tom yeah Um, with the upcoming fixture swing in game week 31 what teams or players are you eyeing up I'll come to you Gunnar first
0: You've mentioned Arsenal there, so game week 31. They've got Sheffield United, that Fulham after that, then Everton, then Newcastle, West Brom. Uh, if they if they do start to pick up a bit of form, depends how they get through that Liverpool fixture as well, and if, if their bad form continues, um, could be could be someone to target. You've mentioned Grealish coming back. To know how easy their fixtures are, though. They, they might have to double there in game week 30. Uh, like, I've got Ben Krellin's ticker here. I hope that's still uh, the the most recent. Then Liverpool in game week 31, Man City. It's tough as well. Um, Just from having pulled up the ticker, can I see anything else? I uh, don't know. Maybe, Peter, you've, you've got something figured out there. Mm-hmm. Let me go, Next. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, so this...
1: Andy Holden Well, I think it will get well car kept. Yep. Yep. Good. I so, use a bit of the not you? Yeah, I did, right.
2: Yeah.
1: So Game Week 30, 34, 30, Chelsea, but West Brom at home, Crystal Palace away, Brighton at home, West Ham away and Football home. I think that's delicious fixtures for Chelsea. I'm gonna be Chelsea double up at the back, I think, with that one. Uh-huh. Leicester mm-hmm. thirty-two to thirty-five, West Brom at home, Crystal Palace at home, Southampton away, and Newcastle at home. Again, that sounds to me amazing fixtures. Leicester's be no matter what fixture wide of their injuries, stuff like they're still getting a good performance out. Mm-hmm. Liverpool 31 to 38, Aston Villa home, Leeds away, Newcastle at home, Manate away, Southampton at home, West Brom, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home. Now, that looks good, If Fuller will clean good, and that's a dig going on, that is definitely a dig.
0: Uh, I deserve that,
1: This. <laughs> It's just options. The next one is, I think I'm going to Arsenal, 31 to 35. Sheffield United away, Fulham home, Everton home, Newcastle away, West Brom home. Again, looks good. I like Arsenal. I like Arsenal. 31 onwards. And the last team, I like looking, but again, they're a bit hot and cold as well. Wolves, 31 to 35. Fulham away, Sheffield United home, Burnley home, West Brom away, and Brighton home. So there's five teams, I think, to target 31, 30 onwards, Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool, Arsenal, Bulls. And I've said to you before, a wild card, Chelsea player in, bring one in, that's game week 30. Liverpool's 31, probably go for, for Jota, might take a hit for an Arsenal defender, there's two. Game week 32, Leicester come back into the scene, mm-hmm. transfer there. And then in that same week, you get Sheffield Bulls, you get Sheffield Bulls at home. So there's my wild card using and then get
2: out of it for the end of the season. That's my way of thinking. Mike, like it. I'll just go through what I've got. Obviously, um, you mentioned Wolves there. Neto at 5.7 million. He's got good goal threat and distribution stats, and he's fairly cheap at 5.7. We're, we're going to be looking at um, the build-up to, to blank game week 33, and a lot of people will have Gundogan and possibly still holding on to Sun as well. Uh, but we know Man City and Spurs blank so in game week 31 and 32 on the build up to blank game week 33 Wolves face Fulham and Sheffield United so those are two fixtures you could try him out maybe maybe replace uh, Gundogan with, with Neto and see how he gets on and then following that he's got Burnley, West Brom and Brighton where if he's sort of past the edition, if you like you could maybe keep a hold of him uh, afterwards as well Second up is Arsenal. They've got from Game Week 31. They've got Sheffield United, Fulham, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom. We've talked about Aubameyang. And you mentioned Tierney as well. I like Tierney because not only does he offer clean sheet potential, he's obviously a goal threat and assist potential going forward as well. And it's the last fitness, one I've got... He's
1: his fitness with Tierney. That's why I have Sweden yeah. on my, my World card. But he can never
2: stays fit. He's been in and out with the squad quite a few times since joining Arsenal. So that is, that is a concern. Um, and my last one is Leicester from 31. They've got West Ham, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton and Newcastle. And in the atcho at 5.7, there's obviously you got the goal, you got the, the hat trick on the weekend there. Obviously, this, he's, quite, he's really high for stats. The Sheffield United fixer has really boosted his stats because Leicester just went crazy. But he's a great cheap option as well. I mean, if you look at Vardy, who's at 10.2 million he's almost half the price. And then in, in over the international break as well, Madison is creative talent. He might be back in the fold again as well to even provide him with even more chances. So in terms of goal threat, iniacho blows Vardy out of the, the water in terms of the stats. And then Vardy's got that sort of... That's me
0: hey yeah, a we're happy with that. Uh, i can definitely tell that well tom's the scout and peter's on a wild card <laughs> so you've you've obviously looked ahead and like in my preparation i've only looked as far as game week 30 and like just trying to make it uh, through the blank basically um so yeah it's interesting to see to see the three of us um just different strategies and the different different uh, just waypoints in the season that we've uh, looked ahead just
1: yeah I just that that's my justification of playing the well card otherwise I wouldn't have played it I'm just thinking people don't play don't play I'm going well I could get 11 players here I could sit three players on the bench but I want to play going forward money's no option because your big assets haven't returned as much hmm. and you can just build for that onwards and then just keep on going and then just also keep your eye like you know, look totally block my face and make an arse and whatever but I'm Quite happy to take a risk. See differential. I'm sitting in a canab session where I'm now 145k. I'm probably gonna beat Bam Disaster last year's my high school last year. So why not try something different and go for it? Doesn't what doesn't work, fair enough. I'll learn my lesson, but I'll try it, see what happens. And I think I've still got enough transfers every week that I'm not templatey, but I'm close enough template-wise that I can still be there thereabouts.
2: That's my I think, you know, anyway. uh-huh. So, Peter, you're well going Gunnar, yes. you got a decision on your transfer this week?
0: I think... It, <laughs> 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 I think, I think, yeah. I am bringing uh, Rafinha back for Son. You
2: did say that, he did make something. you know. That was an
0: on One oh. transfer, no, no hits. See, I'm getting one, two, I'm getting about eight players, nine with Rafinha. And, yeah, I think I'm happy with
1: that. I saw something last night. People said nine players, but I think it actually really means seven players because people get Banford or Burns or son in their team. Well, Tom said Banford might potentially play, but I think that nine average will drop to seven potential over, over the space of the game. So if mm-hmm. you're sitting above that or one above that, you'd be fine to ride it out. If that's your plan, you ride it out.
2: Yeah. I'm sitting with Kane, Lingard, Suns out, but I'll probably keep him just in case. Reed. Reid who's probably going to do nothing for Fulham. Dunk and Sanchez in goals. So I've got two free transfers. I banked one last week. So I'll probably be looking at getting rid of Vardy. I'm bringing in Bamford. I think I might get rid of Salah and get Aubameyang. And I might take a hit and either get in Dallas or Cresswell. I'll probably get rid of one of the City defenders.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Tom, sit in the mud, Tell me, End of the season, sit in the mud.
2: <laughs> so
1: football we'll head up. Captains, who are we going for?
0: Gura, Kane? I've got my captaincy currently on Kane, yeah. Tom?
2: If I do buy Aubameyang, I'll probably captain him.
0: I'm thinking Jesse Lingard for West Ham.
2: Like, is, I like it. I think this happen. is probably the week to go differential if you're differential. going to...
1: Differential. I'm just thinking, fuck it. Why not? Try it. I mean, fuck <laughs> it, see what happens. <laughs> if, if I'm going to have a Lundler's playing, plane, I'm probably going to be above average regardless anyway, so... Yeah, well, like you I say maybe Kane goes nuts, but Sun's not playing. well was a bit of a tough nut to, tr- to crack. And you know, if a Grealish is back, I don't think Kane's going to go nuts. He's just covering a gap, I suppose, is it? But that's it.
2: Right. The thing is, well, with your wild well card this week, a lot of people are going to be taking hits, minus fours, and possibly even minus yeah. eights because you justify it that your hits just a half anyway because you're transferring a player yeah, that wouldn't have otherwise.
1: Rather
2: now that you're going into your, your wild card, even if you did want to make some big changes, or even take a couple of hits, it's probably going to balance out anyway. So, come that obviously, a lot of people are wild carding maybe game week 31 for, for the, the final stretch. Those that hit it into the blank game week are on a minus. You can then use your hits and save them for 31 in order to get the players perhaps that you want that maybe turned a corner and started to play. You might want to get. Pedro Neto in or somewhere. <laughs> Neto's definitely a watch list. Neto and Tierney are the two that were close, close to
1: that. Uh, well, is not playing, but I mean, he was close to the Wildcats at the bench. He went, no, it's fine, Tierney. But we'll see. Because I've got a soft spot of Tierney that you don't think a rat. Last year, I bring him on after the project restart and he went nuts to the end, Tierney. I haven't mm-hmm. seen him before. And he basically pushed him up the league. Having shifted shift to defence was my, as Gunnar you know, said, Hail Mary the End of the season, got me the money league winner. It was tearing in the show, a triple up. And he looks good when I see him that he passed all the eye tests, he's great. He's quite a snidedy he player, he's in there and he tackles, and I mean he tackles hard. And then when he gets hot, he hits the deck quite quick. You know, you're like, yeah, I'm snidey But I like that I now. Mean, he's learnt the game quick, he's, a, he's developed. I think it depends how Arsenal go in Europe. Is it, is he can't play two games a week, week in, week out. He's not got the the body for it because Celtic will wreck him. That two years that we fucking played in every game, what fifty games a season?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we'll see going forward. So that's us, guys. Funny stuff. We're good podcast. Enjoyed that. We're, We're all going to think different things here. That's good. So before we go, then, why get your plugs in, Gunnar?
0: Yeah. Have, re-
1: have you rebranded yet? Are you still?
0: I- I've not re- rebranded yet. Uh No, I'll probably do do that towards uh, the end of the season. But uh, yeah, I think this is, is safe to say that this is the only podcast I'm doing uh, from now on, but you can still get in touch at Fitball Weekly Pod on Twitter. Uh, by the time this comes out, I'll, I'll have the captain poll, captain, vice captain poll up for uh, Fantasy Football Scotland. And uh, yeah, just I'm going to steal Tom's Tom's uh, <laughs> catchphrase here and go hit me up as well on Twitter.
1: Pop yourself. Yeah.
2: FFS underscore skill. Um Obviously, do the podcast. An article will be coming up tomorrow. And uh, any questions, just hit me up on Twitter.
1: Excellent. Follow these two guys; they're good lads. If you follow me to Fantasy Half. Uh, good luck in the second round of the cup. Maybe it's still in it. i have no horse knowledge at all. Just watch the sidelines. Right. And <laughs> if you enjoyed the enjoyed the pod, enjoy listening to the pod. You give the review on iTunes or your podcast. And again. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back next week. Say goodbye, Gunnar. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Tom. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Imagine the softest sheets
0: you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.